0: this is the conclusion of following the equator segment seventy this librivox recording is in the public domain following the equator by mark twain conclusion table rock table bay the castle government and parliament the club dutch mansions and their hospitality dr john barry and his doings on the ship norman madeira arrived in southampton i have traveled more than anyone else and i have noticed that even the angels speak english with an accent pudd'nhead wilson's new calendar i saw table rock anyway a majestic pile it is three thousand feet high it is also seventeen thousand feet high these figures may be relied upon i got them in cape town from the two best informed citizens men who had made table rock the study of their lives, and I saw Table Bay, so named for its levelness. I saw the Castle, built by the Dutch East India Company three hundred years ago, where the Commanding General lives. I saw St. Simon's Bay, where the Admiral lives. I saw the Government, also the Parliament, where they quarreled in two languages when I was there, and agreed in none. I saw the Club i saw and explored the beautiful sea-girt drives that wind about the mountains and through the paradise where the villas are also i saw some of the fine old dutch mansions pleasant homes of the early times pleasant homes to-day and enjoyed the privilege of their hospitalities and just before i sailed i saw in one of them a quaint old picture which was a link in a curious romance a picture of a pale intellectual young man in a pink coat with a high black collar. It was a portrait of Dr. James Barry, a military surgeon who came out to the Cape fifty years ago with his regiment. He was a wild young fellow, and was guilty of various kinds of misbehavior. He was several times reported to headquarters in England, and it was in each case expected that orders would come out to deal with him promptly and severely, but for some mysterious reason no orders of any kind ever came back nothing came but just an impressive silence. This made him an imposing and uncanny wonder to the town. Next he was promoted away up! He was made medical superintendent-general, and transferred to India. Presently he was back at the Cape again, and at his escapades once more. There were plenty of pretty girls, but none of them caught him—none of them could get hold of his heart—evidently he was not a marrying man and that was another marvel another puzzle and made no end of perplexed talk once he was called in the night an obstetric service to do what he could for a woman who was believed to be dying he was prompt and scientific and saved both mother and child there are other instances of record which testify to his mastership of his profession and many which testify to his love of it and his devotion to it among other adventures of his was a duel of a desperate sort fought with swords at the castle he killed his man the child heretofore mentioned as having been saved by dr barry so long ago was named for him and still lives in cape town he had dr barry's portrait painted and gave it to the gentleman in whose old dutch house i saw it-the quaint figure in pink coat and high black collar the story seems to be arriving nowhere but that is because i have not finished dr barry died in cape town thirty years ago it was then discovered that he was a woman the legend goes that inquiries soon silenced developed the fact that she was a daughter of a great english house and that that was why her cape wildnesses brought no punishment and got no notice when reported to the government at home her name was an alias she had disgraced herself with her people, so she chose to change her name and her sex, and take a new start in the world. We sailed on the 15th of July in the Norman, a beautiful ship perfectly appointed. The voyage to England occupied a short fortnight, without a stop except at Madeira. A good and restful voyage for tired people, and there were several of us. I seem to have been lecturing a thousand years, though it was only a twelvemonth and a considerable number of the others were reformers who were fagged out with their five months of seclusion in the pretoria prison our trip around the earth ended at the southampton pier where we embarked thirteen months before it seemed a fine and large thing to have accomplished the circumnavigation of this great globe in that little time and i was privately proud of it for a moment then came one of those vanity-snubbing astronomical reports from the observatory people, whereby it appeared that another great body of light had lately flamed up in the remoteness of space, which was traveling at a gate which would enable it to do all that I had done in a minute and a half. Human pride is not worth while. There is always something lying in wait to take the wind out of it. End of Following the Equator by Mark Twain This is John Greenman.